everybody. Welcome to Rumors versus Facts, the UGA Sports Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Rodney Nabulsi. I'm joined by Lance McCurley and Jed May. Trent uh, Smallwood will be with us very shortly. We appreciate all of you uh, joining us on our normal, our, excuse me, our abnormal Thursday at 8.30 instead of Monday at 8.30. Last week, we had to put it off because of the uh, Monday night game, and we we just start, started thinking about it. We're like, look, if we do it again on Monday night when we just had a show on Thursday, there's a lot that needs to happen between Monday and Thursday. So let's move it to Thursday again. And it worked out for pretty much everybody's schedule, except, of course, that slack, slack-ass Trent Smallwood. Who, you know, I got to coach my kids. Like, he's got some family he has to spend time with. I don't understand it. He's just not dedicated. We're just going to have to throw him to the wolves. But we appreciate all of you joining us. Uh, holy crap, a ton of people joining us. <laughs> I guess everybody wants to hear about the latest with uh, Caleb Downs, or do we want to go straight to Isaiah Gibson? I think they want Caleb Downs. It's what the got to give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Uh, Caleb Downs. Um, there are reports that he is in Athens. I, well, I say reports. There are there is scuttlebutt. There is rumor. There is innuendo that he is in Athens. That he is being moved in. Uh, you guys are closer to school age than I am. If Caleb Downs, who went to the portal yesterday, were to pick the University of Georgia, can he still get in for spring practice? Can he move in? I'm, from what I understand, drop ad is over. Uh, what do you do? I mean, How do you get him in? That's what every thread on the board has been about. And and honestly, like all that, the, the technicalities and stuff, I don't fully know but i do know is that kirby smart is going to get it figured out and i think that's yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day is yeah. really all that matters like when georgia starts practicing you know middle of march whenever they start for spring uh if caleb downs does pick georgia he is is going to uh most likely be there so that's all that matters in the end whether it's an exception like i've seen stuff where the president has to sign off on a week-long uh exemption or whatever like there's all kind of stuff out there but at the end of the day it, it's going to be figured out. If, if Caleb Downs wants to be here, Kirby Smart will figure it out. As bad as he felt about missing on him the first time, Kirby's not letting some uh, academic red tape screw this up again. Yeah. So um, yeah. he'll get figured out if uh, if that indeed is the decision he's uh, he's coming with. I'm going to bank off what Jed said, and I don't think there's a better duo in terms of like coach and president than Kirby Smart and Jer Moorhead. Jer Moorhead uh, – he supports Kirby Smart and all he does. And I think that, you know, like Jed said, if if Caleb Downs really wants to come in and play spring ball at Georgia, whether it happened within the next, you know, 48 to 72 hours, I think that uh, Moorhead and Smart will get that done. And now here's the thing. They're, they're looking to take independent study classes. You can do uh, mid-semester classes. You can do uh, uh, online classes. It's going to get done. And – I have it. I was asking you guys kind of because you're closer to it and you know more about the whole drop ad thing, you know, and uh, I remember I had to do a drop ad and this is, you know, in the 1850s when I was back in school and going to a professor in the class, we were a week past uh drop ad and I was able to get in. So um, you were, probably it, can, it can be done. So you were on the quarter system, weren't you? I was on the quarter system. Shut up. <laughs> it wasn't like it was a hundred years ago. Uh, and right as I left, they put it on semester. So I dated myself there. But of course, I was also in Myers Hall, which is now the uh, uh, the uh, honors area. And so Robert Peel in here, uh, we were both there. So I can say I was in Myers Hall. Now, it wasn't yeah. honors then, but 
I'm not going to say that. Hey, and our own Dave McMahon too. So yeah, hey, dude, Dave McMahon was there as well. Dave, Dave's my boy. So my point being, uh, Caleb Downs. Uh, I know everybody's talking about the in-house uh, in in-home meeting with Ohio State. Have you guys heard about that? And give me your thoughts on the Ohio State coming to visit him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I go ahead, Lance. I just see. I have. I've been following all these people that. They tweet all these flight trackers, uh, you know, from Ohio, from from Columbus to Lawrenceville. Um, but I mean, you know, if you know, I'd heard that too. And you know, Ohio State's trying to make a big push here because I mean, it's been rumored even before you know Caleb down or even before Caleb Downs entered the portal, even after Saban retired, that yo, he's probably going to come to Georgia. He's probably coming to Georgia. And you know, I think that Ryan Day and his staff probably saw that and took it upon themselves to you know make one last you know, kind of push like George did a couple of years ago. But I mean, this, you know, I mean, this is kind of do or die time now if he wants to, you know, play spring ball. So, you know, I think that uh, I don't know if there's any traction there at all, but I think that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a thing you have to do if you really want this kid for at least on speaking for Ohio state. Yeah. I mean, you'd be stupid not to go and home with him. Cause again, just like Georgia, there's, their relationships with that staff are, are there, Tim Walton, Ryan Day, uh, those guys. So they know the Downs family and they, they I don't know what to say, maintain that relationship, but they, they know each other going back to his recruitment. So, yeah, you you don't go down without a fight. But, you know, I, I just think this all signs have pointed to Georgia from the beginning. And, you know, Roddy, I did that story yesterday on looking at what Caleb Downs has said about Georgia in the past. And, even quotes from when he committed to Alabama were, yeah, it's a, it's a play for Nick Saban. It's it's Saban. It's Saban. Oh, well, yeah, Javaris Robinson has recruited me since, yeah, I think since freshman year, I think he said. So when you look at that, it's like, okay, yeah, it makes sense to go in the portal. Yeah, it makes sense that George would be the, <laughs> the relationship with Kirby Smart. You know, he talked about Will Muschamp, who isn't in the same role, but is still going to be around. Javaris Robinson's there. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he at least knows Dante Williams in passing. So um, the, the defensive back coaching staff that Georgia has is still probably the best in the country with everybody they've got there now. And um, it, it's, it's close to home. His parents can, I'm, I'm sure they were at the Alabama games too, but it's easier for his parents to get there. And it just, all the signs kind of add up to uh, Georgia making a lot of sense. I was asking you about Ohio State, but I'm glad you made the uh, case for Georgia there. That's uh, exactly it. And let's talk about Georgia real quick. And I apologize for the dogs running around. Uh, put on the board, and it's been uh, like had 20,000 people view it. I said he's coming to Georgia. I was just flat out. I know that there were just dis uh, discussions about Ohio State. I know that there were um, – uh, uh, the whole people were getting nervous about that. I said it this morning before I even heard about the fact that they might have an in-home with him that look, it's, I can't say it's a done deal, but it's as done as it can be. I would be stunned. I have it on great uh, intel that Caleb Downs will be playing at the university of Georgia in 2024. Uh, the reason I was asking about the drop ad thing is because to me, it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to wind up at Georgia. And the, to me, the bigger question is not where's he going, but when can he get here? And we've seen people talking about, oh, I saw him in, in Athens. He's enrolled already. That's been the number one rumor. Uh, there were rumors last night that he moved in. I'm like, guys, he just went into the portal yesterday. I doubt he's going to be in Athens last night. But I can see him in, be in Athens today because, again, if you're going to a professor saying, look, I, I really want to be in your class. I need to be in your class. I can start today. I'm already enrolled. And I know people have been checking the, uh, the school directory. 
uh, that's not a guaranteed way to find out if a kid's here. Uh, they, you know, you can, I, when I was in school, you had no choice and your numbers were in there and you could get anybody's number and call them up. Uh, the smarter, when you became an upperclassman, you knew to put a fake number in there if you didn't want anybody calling you. So, you know, if you're Eric Zire, your number was listed in the student directory and people would go get it and hassle the hell out of you. But until you learn not to put your number in there. Uh, but now the coaches can kind of hide stuff like that. So you don't always see it. Oh, look at Trent on here too. Let me add Trent real quick. Uh, but we've, we found ways around that and we found the kind of hidden directory and we've looked into it. I don't see them in that yet, but my point is if there are rumors coming from students that, Hey, we saw them on campus, you know, it's definitely possible, but uh, I fully 100% expect him to come to university of Georgia. Now, if something were to change at the last second, hell crazier things have happened, but uh, let's get Trent's thoughts on it because uh, I'm, I'm 100% positive he's supposed to be coming to the University of Georgia, and he's not going to come alone. There are we I've put up a couple things there uh, in the in the chats. There are a couple other guys that might wind up at Athens too, and we'll talk about them real quick. But let's get Trent Smallwood. Uh, Trent's the man with the scoop. He always has been. Trent's thoughts on Caleb Downs now that he finally got his ass over here to talk a uh, little Georgia recruiting. Sorry, twelve-year-old basketball takes a lot out of you, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, Caleb, you know, it, I think it's been since uh, since Saban, the news that the, the Nick Saban news came out, um, it, it just it makes sense uh, from a um, scheme standpoint. He doesn't have to, to to go learn a new defense. He's basically stepping into the same defense in the in the same role, um, and you know, everything we've heard uh, is. Um, you know, Georgia is the, is the place to beat. And um, I don't think that's changed. It hasn't changed since Saban uh, retired, and it, and it still remains that way uh, as of whatever time it is, not 840. So um, I, I think you're going to see Caleb Downs uh, enrolled at Georgia, and I think he's going to play uh, right next to Malachi Starks in 2024. And uh, like you said, there's a very good chance uh, a couple other guys uh, on that too deep on the defensive side of the ball are um, uh, could be coming with him. Um, and and that I wouldn't I wouldn't put a stamp on it and say yes, that's a done deal right? because they're not in the portal. But um, there is a lot of chatter uh, behind the scenes that um, as soon as Downs you know kind of announces his decision, there's going to be a couple others uh, follow suit. Plus, the thing is. Uh, uh... Caleb Downs chatter started before he was in the portal. People yeah. go, well, it's tampering. It's tampering. Uh, if you reach out to the player, yes, it is absolutely tampering. And they got to remember who, who his dad is. So, I mean, <laughs> his dad yeah. it was probably contacting coaches and, and just, you know, getting a feel of where it's at. Or, uh, you know, these guys have agents, like we talked about last weekend, uh, or, or representatives, um, we call them. So, uh but yeah, like I said, I, I feel Caleb Downs coming to, to Georgia, and and you know, uh, on the other side of it, uh, if he brings a couple guys with him, I can tell you that the, they're definitely in a position of need on that defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and that's the thing: you don't always have to talk to the player. You can talk to the, the player's father, or the player's father can reach out to you, saying, "Hey, if my son were to go into the portal, what what do you think? Do you have room for him? Do you have a spot for him? Would you would you be interested?" Look, could you? They also have client. They also have agents. Agents. I mean, you have agents for coaches who shop their coach around long before he's fired, long before he's hired. Do you, you remember back in August when we we're talking about Dad Gum Kirby's missed on the the 
the top safety in the state of Georgia two out of the last three years, and now he's liable to have all three on the same team. Yeah. Just how it changes in four months. That's why I say you never doubt, never doubt Kirby. Uh, that's the reason why he don't burn relationships, number one. And uh, you just don't you don't doubt it because he's the best there is at closing and he's the best there is at uh, maintaining and keeping relationships. I am not saying that I have this tweet pre-written. That would be uh, unethical. And uh, yeah, I absolutely have it pre-written. I was going to try to lie through that, but I couldn't get I couldn't get it out there. I would choke on the coffee. <laughs> Georgia could have All-American safety Malachi Starks in the backfield. They could also have All-American safety Caleb Downs in the backfield. You could have number one safety, as you point out, K.J. Bolden from Buford as a true freshman. You could have Ellis Robinson, number one cornerback, as a true freshman. You could have uh, uh, Humphrey, five-star safety, five-star cornerback up there. You have Dalen Everett, who started 13 games for the University of Georgia. You have uh, uh, Aguero who was the number five safety when Caleb Downs was the number one safety. So of the top five safeties in America, you would wind up with number one and number five to go with also number one in 2024. That secondary class, I mean, Jed, how do you throw on that? How do you run on it? Yeah, and well, and that's a great – talk about running on it because Caleb Downs, I mean, look, you've got his bio pulled up there, Roddy. He led Alabama with 107 tackles, which I think I was looking at this – uh yesterday like a freshman hasn't done it ever and or a true freshman hasn't led in tackles ever and it i don't know it, it's some kind of crazy just ridiculous stat that's up hasn't there. Led the, since 1970 okay that's what it was so it's i mean it's it's, the first first alabama freshman to lead the team in tackles since 1970 is 107 tackles were the most by a tied freshman in the last 50 okay. plus years so i mean he's he's a guy who helps you tremendously in the run game too and we talked about throughout the year it was okay georgia's the the run defense and sometimes it was guys in the secondary you know not taking the right angles to the edge whatever caleb downs helps tremendously in that area as as well i mean he's a all-around just he's everything you want a safety to be um so you know with him and malachi starks playing next to each other you've got two guys who in all likelihood would be first round picks in back-to-back years uh, in the same defensive backfield, which is just, uh, just ridiculous. And, and this is on top of, I was talking about how Robinson's the best quarterback Kirby's ever recruited. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you're liable to have all these guys like on the field at the same time. And you know how I think it is, is cool how uh, Kirby, rec- uh, he talks about getting the best players on the field. Uh, you know, last year they did it against Missouri um, you know, they shifted Lasseter inside, play some star. I'm interested to see if there's any packages, uh, you know, come this year it, it, with, with it, if Caleb and Malachi, you bring in the athleticism of like KJ Bolden play. Uh, and you, you're going to have, I mean, just imagine, I think, I think you could have up to five first round picks in that secondary on the field at the same time, uh, mm-hmm. you know, eventual. Think about think about this too for the people that don't think that UGA goods Gwinnett County kids. When you have KJ and Caleb back there, that's two GCO kids right there in the same backfield. One from Buford, one from Mill Creek. Hey, maybe that starts a uh, maybe starts a trend. I believe they're on the same seven on seven team too. KJ and uh, yeah, Caleb. (laughs) Yeah, 
Damn you, DJD podcast. That's going. Uh, I'm having a hard time imagining KJ Downs and Stark in the secondary all at the same time. But again, uh, to your point, Ellis Robinson is really good. And everyone craps on David Everett, and I, I, it bugs me to no end. And okay, part of it was that was my pick of all the that secondary class when they came in. I'm like, getting Dalen Everett at the last second away from Clemson to me was like a huge get. And I think that he, you know, Humphrey was in that same group. Singletary was in that same group, but he was the one that started. And that was my, I was like, Hey, I was right. So part of it is me trying to be right. But part of it is the fact the kids started 13 games. And I think Dalen was the most physically gifted one out of all of them ready to play day one from a physical standpoint. Um, out of all of them, uh, you know, Humphrey had some work to do. He's probably Humphrey's probably the best cover corner of them all, but physically, uh, just uh, I, I think Dalen just surpasses that, and I think that's the reason why you've seen him on the field a lot more um, early in his career. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, are you going to throw against Kamari Lassett? Exactly. Are you going to throw against Tyke Smith? You can throw against uh, hey, we got Malachi Starks over the top here. Let's let's, let's not go that way. Let's not go where Javon Bullard's going to be. So by default. You're going to pick on one guy, and that's where you're going to go. And uh, he, he, he was thrown into the fire. And I'm telling you, Dalen Everett in year two as a starter, he's going to be a badass. And we're not talking about who's going to replace him on the other side. And you're right, Julian Humphreys is huge. Uh, Daniel Harris is big. Uh, some of the other guys could have, could have been here. You know, A.J. Harris, who transferred. But I think that as much as – you guys remember what it was about uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? All we could talk about was on the board, the number of Georgia guys that were in the transfer portal, what the hell's happening, the end of an era. You know, you lost the SEC championship game by three points. Uh, this isn't happening at Alabama. This isn't happening at, at any other school. But, of course, you know, they were still in the playoffs and they hadn't lost their game yet. Uh, why is this happening at Georgia? What the F is going on? And now Alabama is imploding. They That – Carcass is being picked over by the vultures and the rats. It is, it is. So the rest of the conference Georgia is feasting on Alabama right now. The one time Georgia fans can look at and say, "Thank you, Nick Saban." Yeah. <laughs> and I get it. It sucks. You know, it just shows how easily you're replaceable. But I mean, it's uh, there is no mercy for Alabama because of their run of dominance. And let's call it what it is. You had the best coach in the history of college football. You had the program that's won the most titles. And when there is blood in the water, Lane Kiffin is sitting in Tuscaloosa interviewing kids as they go on the portal pretty much. You know, uh, Texas is looking, Ohio State is looking, Georgia is looking. And we can talk about some of the other guys who aren't, who aren't in the portal yet because when you hear from your sources that this guy might go into the portal, and, I mean, what was it? Caden uh, uh, Proctor entered the portal. Everybody already knew where the hell he was going. Back to his home state. Yeah, I mean, we we knew we knew the hell where uh, 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 Vandegrift was going mm-hmm. before it ever happened. You know, so again, it's not the players that are always been. It's their uh, agents. You know, coaches have agents. Players now have agents. Uh, families, friends, high school coaches. I know Lance does a great job reaching out to high school coaches all the time. He's got a great relationship with a ton of them. I know you do as well, Trent. And a lot of times they tell you stuff. Hey, uh, I spoke to my kid. He's going to go in the portal Thursday. You got, you know, and you go, you guys go to the vault and say, look for so-and-so to be in the portal on Thursday. Here's where he's looking to transfer to. It just happens. So yeah, uh, there's going to be some more in there. And again, I wonder, 
does Georgia have room for all these guys? I mean, yeah. well, it's I mean, it's 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 what I mean, fall camp or August first yeah. or whatever, and there's a lot of time for guys after spring practice to uh, hit the portal. And that's just whether you're bringing in a bunch of transfers or not, that's expected just because that's how college football is. But it's just it's going to be the nature of the beast that I think a lot of these guys um, get transferred out, especially at positions where they're bringing in these transfer guys. You know, the one wacky thing that, that, that Alabama has basically screwed in this whole situation is they made the playoffs. Nick Saban retires. SEC teams are done basically in conference stuff. Now they got 30 days to transfer, and now they can't land anybody from the SEC. Yeah. So they're basically going to be a Big 12 or a Big 10 team next year if, if, if from transfers because, you're, I mean, they've lost their whole secondary. I, I think they got like three secondary players left. I mean, they're even losing guys that just signed. So mm-hmm. um, that it is – I mean, it, it's going to be bad. Now, now offense, on the offense side of the ball – now, if you can trust Jalen Milrow, or if he's even the quarterback come next year, uh, they'll have most of their offensive parts. I know they lost uh, Proctor, but um, a lot of the offense guys have stayed. But the defense, I mean, the defense is gone. No, you're right. It's just the, the timing of it. Uh, hey, the transfer portal's closed. Coach retires. Oh, transfer portal extends for 30 days for Alabama players. They can all transfer out, but they can't get anybody in because it's done. So it's a Everybody it's a one way yeah. one way trip. Pretty much. Right, but Dabo Swinney just sitting out there just <laughs> waiting. Hey, you got to think about how lucky Hugh Freeze is, too, man. Jeez. Yep. I mean, to me, the entire the, the storyline of that entire season was rushing two. Why did Auburn rush two? They changed the course of the uh, playoffs. And uh, now it's all about uh, Saban retiring. And poor Michigan. <laughs> hey, we won the title. Nobody yeah. cares. Saban, re- Saban retired. Less, I mean, than, less than like 48 hours later, too. <laughs> Freeze could have beat him and, and sent him a retirement right then because it would have been over. Yeah. And you would have been able to say that you ended Saban. Yeah. They would have built a monument to Freeze in Tumor's Corner immediately because you really broke Freeze, him. It's really Freeze's fault that Alabama's in the situation they are now because they could have hit the portal right after that game or, right, you know, because that would have been the last game. Then they would have hit the portal and they wouldn't have been in the playoffs and yeah. really. They wouldn't have been in the situation. So, <laughs> hey, it's always Auburn's fault, but I hate it for him. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we'll talk real quick about. I know this is a bit early and a bit. Uh, we, we didn't talk about this before we started getting on the show. I mean, of course, our show prep, folks, is uh, hey, uh, hey, everyone shows up at 828. We go on at 830. And <laughs> sad to say that we give it less than two minutes thought here. Um, there are rumors running around that uh, Jaheim Otis might go into the portal. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, he is. I mean, you could argue probably more at a position of need even than Caleb Downs is. Like Jordan would have been, they would have figured it out at, at safety. But with, if you had a guy like Otis, I mean, what is what is their side having listed at six five three twenty? So probably he is that. Zero tech, nose tackle, maybe play some three tech. Um, just another body to give you. I don't want to say he's just a depth piece, but he's another guy to rotate in and out. Because Trent, I think you've said this a couple of times. Azir Sackhouse 
not that he's not good, but he just he he wore down from playing so many snaps. Yeah. So you got another guy to rotate in there, give Stackhouse a break, give um if you, you know, make Jordan Davis play 47 snaps per game, he, he wouldn't he would be just laying on the side of the road. <laughs> I mean yeah. there's just no way. So a nose a nose tackle don't need to be playing 40 yeah. something snaps per game. They you split up, you know, it for for them to be effective, they need to be, you know, uh mid twenties. Late uh, into the upper twenties at, at most, and um, and I think that's where I mean I think like you said he just he wore down and he didn't have no help um, at that position. My man Otis, damn it, dog father. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be serious. I talk uh, Alabama Georgia football potential transfers, and you got me cracking up over here. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's that would be a big get. And the other one, mm. uh, contemplating might be a possibility. Keon Keeley. Yeah, which again, edge, defensive end, whatever you want to call it, is probably, at least at the start of this portal cycle, was more of a position of need even than, than safety was. So, again, that's another guy when you talk about adding to that room, whether it's you know Marvin Jones is obviously gone, it's Chaz Chambliss, it's Damon Wilson, it's Gabe Harris, um, Sam and Pemba, it's just one more guy to rotate in and out, a guy who can – I didn't play much, if at all, um, last season. So he he's a little bit more of an unknown in terms of how he's he would produce at the college level. But yeah, I don't think he played a snap according to their site. He's a, a five star, you know, six six two forty five. If you want to round it off, a good size. So, um, and then someone mentioned, you know, that could. Free up Michael Williams to play more at Jack. If you put, like, there's a lot of different things you could do if you brought Keon Keeley in. So, uh, yeah, him and Otis adding two guys like that to the defensive front along with Caleb Downs would just be, um, just you you couldn't have dreamed a better scenario for Georgia this offseason in terms of adding guys than than what that would be. Like, it's it's just. Yeah, I would have given Kirby that script, and he'd be like, "No, it's it's not real." But it, it's very possible now. You know, it's gonna be fun when this thirty day window closes, and then Michigan, uh, you know, he, he leaves, and then everybody just picks apart that roster for the next thirty days. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, yeah, let's pull up the let's pull up the Michigan <laughs> roster and go shopping. Let's see what let's see who the guys we want. Which one by position stats? Is that group? Which one produced the most? Won't feel bad for them these uh, Georgia players. Uh, yeah. Lower on the depth chart because you're gonna be dismissed here in the yeah. <laughs> well, that, that was the point. Uh, some people are saying there's Georgia's at 89 scholarships, and the reason I kind of uh, mentioned that about the transfer portal uh, weeks ago, Georgia's every time it we sorry we said there would be 10 to 15 transfers from Georgia. What I had been told was 10 to 20. And that was from connected sources. It said 10 to 20. I'm like, okay, well, what I'm looking at on here from a, the number of guys who didn't play a whole lot, I said 10 to 15. Um, then we started seeing some guys transfer that it wasn't just about playing time. There were guys that uh, you kind of expected to stick around. You didn't expect Dumas Johnson to transfer, you know. Marvin uh, Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, AJ Harris told you twice he wasn't going to. You know? yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> my point. My point is, uh, so basically, you wound up with 19 uh, scholarship guys for uh, walk-ons, preferred walk-ons, going to the portal. 
after spring practice, we could definitely see even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the giddiness of the, the last couple of days, last couple of weeks, you know, all the, you know, the three wide receivers, you know, the, the on again, off again relationship with the quarterback, you know, uh, long snapper McLeod from South Carolina, all the different guys, you know, be like, Oh my God, I can't believe so we lost so-and-so. I go back to what we said last. Well, we said two things last week we got to deal on. One was if there's going to be a lot of movement in the portal and you're looking at who, who is recruiting well out of high school, Kirby smart is winning both of those. He's got the number one recruiting class out of high school and he's getting some of the best possible prospects. He's not, it's not big names. Like what you're seeing at, uh, uh, old Miss, but the fact you went and got Trevor Etienne, you got London Humphreys, you got Colby Young, you know, Michael Jackson's kind of a question mark, but, uh, mm-hmm. again, if Kirby's getting him, have faith in that man. And now if you give, you're getting Caleb Downs from everything I've been told, you got, now you've got the big names. You get the number one defensive player on the university of Alabama. You got Florida's best running back, maybe their best offensive weapon. That's pretty damn good. And last year, you took the best wide receiver from uh, Mississippi State and the best wide receiver from Missouri. Now you could add Keeley and uh, Otis. I mean, damn. Uh, again, if it's going to, if college football is going, everyone wants to pull out their hair about roster management. We said last week, you know, trust Kirby Smart and his staff. They they will maximize it, you know, to come out on top. And so far, they have. The other thing we said was I asked all of you point blank. If Caleb Downs goes in the transfer portal, if Justice Haynes goes to the transfer portal, where would they go? And none of us said he'd go to Georgia. Well, yeah. I just I was in the same mode as as uh, as I was with KJ Bolden, just because because Caleb's recruitment was not to say Georgia wasn't a serious factor, but it always kind of felt like it was it was going somewhere else. Um, and, yeah. and Trent, I think we've both said on the board, like I think Ohio State finished second the first time around, which is if you're an Ohio State person, it gives you reason to be hopeful now. Um, so finish second but, again. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's looking like they're going to be second again. But so it's it's I don't know. It just I didn't. It it makes a lot of sense, but it's just one of those things where you're in. You you believe it when you see it mode, and and we haven't seen it yet. But now everything that we've heard over the past. I don't know how 24, 36 hours or whatever, everything is pointing uh, that way. So it's uh, time to believe, I guess. I, I don't think we, um, you know, when we had this conversation before, uh, we didn't know uh, Robinson was going to be at Georgia, um, you know, coming over from Alabama. So I think that is one that um, it, it was really saving Robinson uh, uh, for downs. And yeah. when Saban's gone, and Robinson leaves, and Alabama fought like heck to keep him because of Caleb Downs. Um, uh, when, when, when Georgia when Georgia got him, I think that was uh, the nail in the coffin. Uh, well, you that's why. Up, go ahead, go ahead. Lance. You, you look back like I was just talking about a few minutes ago, right before Trent got on. It's like all this was kind of like a rumor. Last, I guess, Saban had not, had been out of been retired for at least twenty four hours back when we had the show a little bit more. And then it was a rumor, and then we get the news Saturday that T-Rob joins, and then you get the news Sunday that, uh, you know, hey, Downs could be coming here, but also T-Rob is, like, interviewing with Alabama. And then Monday, Georgia keeps T-Rob, and then I think this Downs realist stuff, it really started to take form. And 
and kind of shapeshift into, you know, more than just a rumor. And then, and then he finally enters the portal. Um, you know, I don't know if it was today or I know we submitted his paperwork yesterday, but it's really started to kick off within like the last little bit of 72 hours. You're right. And I want to, um, uh, I went on the board Saturday because it was a Thursday. We did our show Friday. I think we had the reaction show with Traveris Robinson uh, on both shows. I said, uh, I don't I think if Caleb Downs is a portal to go to Ohio state, the, the whole thing with Josh Downs, his older brother, just don't know. I got word Saturday morning that the hire of Traveris Robinson was a, a massive change to the calculus. Okay. And I went on the uh, vault, and this is why you need to be a member of UJSports.com. You go to the vault. And I said, look, I don't want to get your hopes up, folks, but I said, I've said twice in the last 48 hours that Caleb Downs isn't coming to Georgia. I retract that statement. It didn't say that he was. It said that I was wrong and that the hiring of Traveris uh, Robinson, T-Rob, is a game changer in, in this uh, thing. And to your point, you were right. Then Sunday that we heard that he was interviewing for the – defensive coordinator spot uh, Monday morning. Again, the same people that tell me Caleb Downs is coming to Georgia are the ones that told us before anybody else that Traveris Robinson was not going to Alabama. We reported it at UGSports.com hours before everybody else did. Hell, we reported in the morning. It was the late afternoon that everyone said it. And now all of a sudden it's like, okay. And then remember the, the story came out that uh, Caleb Downs hasn't decided whether or not he's going to go into the portal. And we're like, well, yeah, he may not. But if he does, Georgia's prepared. And we, took, we reported that at the vault at UJSports.com. So uh, now my sources who've been right about so many things say, look, he's coming to Georgia. And so we're, uh, we, we are prepared for when that happens. Uh, real quick, I want to talk about uh, when I was mentioning that there would be some Georgia players who would transfer. If they do transfer after spring, they cannot go to an SEC school and play right away. Now, that is an SEC rule. Of course, all the rules are being challenged in the courts and all the rules are being found to be the uh, NCAA and the SEC and everybody's losing in the courts. Everything's The players are winning everything. But um, that was the reason Caleb had to make a decision quickly. He could wait until after spring, but if he wanted to go to an SEC school, Trent, if you want to explain that, uh, I, know you, I know you got your finger on the pulse there. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, – after this 30-day window, um, uh, you know, they get 30 days uh, open transfer portal. They can transfer within the SEC. Um, the Alabama doesn't get benefit in that of uh, getting SEC transfers because uh, it, it's past deadline. If When the spring portal opens, uh, that interconference is no longer open. Um, yeah. So Alabama can only take uh, transfers from other conferences, just like Georgia can. And if anybody likes to transfer out of Georgia, they'll have to go uh, to a different conference. So it'll be, uh, you know, ACC, Big Ten, uh, Big 12. They won't be going to the Pac-12, I don't think. But, um, but yeah, you'll be uh, – they'll have to go out of conference. Unless some rule changes between now and then, um, there will be no um, interconference transfers beyond, uh, you know, this 30-day window for Alabama. Hey, so, I mean, uh, I saw somebody on the board said, look, Alabama got uh, uh, Tresman Marshall and um, uh, Jermaine Burton. Georgia gets Caleb Downs. Seems like a fair trade. That's not yeah. fair. <laughs> and it's, like, it's amazing. I was thinking about it. It's like trading a double A and a triple A player for the best 
pitcher in it baseball. Feels so much like NFL free agency, just in the sense of like, man, you are you are getting a. It's like when yeah, like the Falcons sign a a, a guard. Oh man, this guy is coming in to start at right guard. Uh, Georgia is getting Caleb Downs, like you said, Trent, to start at safety alongside um, Malachi Sarge. It's just a a a plug and play thing, I guess, where you just, you get these guys to fill holes. It's, just, it's, it's so, so much of a different feel. Cause even when, when you're talking about transferring with the SEC teams with Georgia got Maurice Smith, was that yeah, 2016? Um, it was, you know, he, he carved out a role and, and whatever. Now you are getting guys who are starting day one. It, it's such a different system than it was even four or five years ago. Well, again, I, I, all the people in Alabama who were like, Oh yeah, Jermaine Burton, you know, great came here, fantastic. And then they're like, Caleb Downs, how could you do this? I'm like, come on, man. And Georgia fans, same way. If you're crapping on one, you know, and open arms for the other, just just accept that they're all doing what they think's best for them. It's, it, it, so, it's just it's how college football is. Yeah, is now. It's and, just, it, guys can transfer for what? I'm mean, Ad Mitchell left. He, he wrote that Players Tribune thing, and he said, I was just. When I was hurt and I realized how much it hurt me being away from my daughter, I decided to go back to Texas. Every, everybody's got their own reasons for doing for, for transferring. And sometimes it is spurred by a coach retiring or being fired in this instance. And sometimes it's just uh, what a guy wants to do. But bottom line is it's the world that college football is in. It's what's been created. And it, it hits every team the same, like all the – Alabama fans who celebrated, like you said, Roddy, getting Jameer Gibbs and Jermaine Burton and Tresman Marshall. And I think uh, Jamison Williams was a transfer, I think. And this, Henry, Henry uh, Toto, Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, this, I mean there's the guy started for them. This is what yeah. you get. This is eventually it, it, it hits everybody both ways um, at certain points. And, and Alabama fans are really kind of feeling the. You're feeling what Georgia fans felt when Jermaine Burton, who helped you win a national championship, left. A.D. Mitchell, who helped you win two national championships, left. This It hits everybody. Uh, hits everybody eventually. You know, we, we had just got done talking on uh, you know on the, on the board about uh, Georgia-Clemson next year. Um, can K.J. Bolden step in and play right away? Because Georgia does lack on safety depth. Um, you know, Javon Ward left. Yeah, and and my response was, you're probably going to see Dan Jackson uh, start that first game, and then eventually um, maybe KJ steps in and plays a little more throughout the year. But you're probably going to see Dan. <laughs> How Caleb comes in and just totally, I mean, it just steps into the right position. I mean, that it's at the right timing, the right position, and um, and it just makes life easier for uh, probably makes Kirby sleep better at night uh, if if this does come fruition. Hey, Dog Feather, yeah, get that bag of crystals, sit around East Campus Village, let us know when you see Caleb Downs moving in, see if he's got that uh, the new key. See if Coach Coop, who's being uh, sought after by Alabama, they're trying to get uh, Coach Cooper, one of the uh, best non-position coaches at Georgia, director of recruiting, or uh, I don't know his exact title, but he is one of the higher-ups in the Georgia recruiting office. They're trying to hire him away, which makes perfect sense. I mean, he's, he's really talented. Uh, kids love him. If I'm Alabama, if I'm Alabama and I'm bringing a coach from Washington who doesn't know the Southeast, then I'm trying to get as many guys as I can that know that area. Should uh, a raise. Yeah, uh, he should, and maybe you need to get a big raise. He does have a buyout. Now, will Alabama do the buyout? It's very interesting. So we'll see. Uh, I want to go back real quick. 
one of the comments was, uh, you know, Alabama coach leaves 30 days of their kids going to the transfer portal. What if Lincoln Riley leaves? Now you see the same thing at USC. Uh, Washington coach, there's nobody left. You know, when DeBoer left, <laughs> come here. They're, Washington's been picked over. I mean, it's just a dry carcass, you know. No, it's crazy. And, and they talked about if Harbaugh leaves, uh, Michigan could go after uh, Brian Kelly at LSU. And then you know, now you're talking about a whole <laughs> crazy situation coming back. to the And I do want to point out that when we say Alabama can't get people in Michigan and anybody who's coach leaves, they can't get them. Kids that are in the portal now still can commit to those schools. You know, mm-hmm. you can still do that, but it's not like it's um, uh, it extends the the entire portal thirty days, and other guys can go into the portal from other schools. They basically have to go and take the what's been picked over in the portal. Who's left? You know, there's not a uh, Evan Stewart left. There's not a Walter Nolan left. You know, there's not uh, uh, all those quarterbacks that hopped into the portal. So it gets it can get to be very. Slim pickings, if you will, when you if Michigan loses uh, Harbaugh here in the next day or two, all of a sudden, yeah, it's wide open all you know, 30 days for their guys to go into the portal. And now they're looking around trying to find somebody. So I didn't think that the spring transfer portal air, uh, session would be a, quite as big as the fall one, just like the signing day. Signing day is over at uh, first uh, Wednesday in December. When the one rolls around here in February, I mean, it's probably just be another day. Yeah. You know, we'll be on it. But I think the initial transfer window it was where all the big action will take. But right now, to your point, with all these other schools, they may be looking. And there'll be some Georgia players saying, hey, let's, uh, I'm going to take my talents to Michigan because there's a starting spot there. I might go to LSU. So, Can't go to LSU. And sit out a year. You know, you never know. <laughs> uh, but you know, we're talking about the spring. I think the only thing that, that the spring's good for is to get in the spring practice, noticing you're uh, not making any ground or, or up on the depth chart uh, through spring practice, and uh, you're like, "Well, there's there's four studs in front of me at safety. Uh, I'm gonna have to um, I'm gonna have to go elsewhere." And uh, you know, I think that's the that's the one good thing about the spring is looking at your Thanks, John. It, having having these transfers come in. Um, you know, like the situation with Alabama, having these transfers come in, noticing your dad gun, there's a freshman All-American coming in. Um, I, I can't compete with this. I got, I'm going to have to go somewhere else. I think you'll start seeing some of those guys go um, at those positions, but it won't be nearly as big as what we just saw. Uh, Paul Ahmed, is it Ahmed or Ahmed? My father's name is Ahmed. That's why I like that. All right. Um, oh, yeah. Guess we could talk about Juju Lewis. Yeah, speaking of things that, you know, we've gone 45 minutes into the show and we haven't talked about the number one kid in the country reclassifying. Uh, yeah, reclassified to 25 uh, Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. Um, and and Georgia was the first visit set coming out of that. It's going to be in Georgia, at Georgia February 3rd. Um, and and he's he's been in Athens a lot. He's – Saw I think two or three games in Athens last fall, um, and and now it it's just Georgia looks like the main competition. I, I think that that seems pretty clear. Other schools are going to get involved, um, which with a guy of his of Juju Lewis's caliber, you should. 
but it, it seems like Georgia is is the one. And we, we've heard that, yeah, Georgia likes where they are. They like where they sit. They're in a good spot with a family. And before it was like, okay, he's got a year and a half or whatever for it can sign. Now it's sped up, right? It's he's going to be taking officials in the spring and summer and sign this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I think Georgia's in a good spot, as good a spot as you can be with a guy who's not committed to your school. They just got to keep building that relationship, get him on campus as many times as you can, and then you hope uh, hope it's enough to prime away from uh, Lincoln Riley and USC in the end. It is. Yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these battles in 2025 were Georgia, Alabama, and now they've, uh, and and I know Juju was Georgia, you know Alabama were both highly in the mix. Visited both schools a good bit. Then you talk about Justice Terry, and you talk about David Sanders, and you just go down the list, and a lot of them were Georgia, Alabama, and uh, and, and you know we talk about the transfer portal right now and how Alabama is losing a lot right now, but you know they've lost a lot of 25 commits already most of them and um you know it's just gonna uh these battles that georgia was once having uh starting to favor georgia a lot more yeah. talk about jamie french zion grady i think are two more names in 2025 mm-hmm. they're decommitted where they decommit from alabama who went to see him curbs Kirby. i'm just saying i mean if you go tell the story tell it tell it right yeah it's 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 so and it, it's amazing. Get the, t- the timeline. Because that, to me, yeah. Kirby, somebody said it on the board perfectly. Kirby's playing by prison rules. <laughs> I mean, he's shanking Alabama in the shower. It's, I mean, right, right in the side meets, you know, just in there. Uh, talk about the decommits and when he showed up for these guys. Yeah, I mean, the morning Mason Short committed, Kirby was there about 11 a.m. and Evans rolling yeah. up in the helicopter. Um and and these guys, you know, these, these like you said, Trent. There's so many of these battles that are Georgia, like Alvin Henderson, who was in Athens last weekend. Georgia and Alabama are two of the top contenders. Um, Justice Terry was Alabama was one of the main contenders to flip Justice Terry. Um, gosh, let's see who else who else was here. I mean, Travis Smith has been to Alabama. Um, Going a bright at Bryce Davis had Alabama. No, there's some even just last weekend, Saban retires on Wednesday or Thursday. Georgia gets the first visit of the post Saban era for so many of these guys. Anquan Fegans was in Athens, a Georgia and Alabama were two of the top contenders there. So, you know, of, of these guys, they a lot of them committed or signed to play for for Nick Saban. And and now that it's gone, it's it's a different evaluation of Alabama. I mean, I mean, it is. We talked about this on the um, on the live show when Saban retired, Roddy. It's it's not it's not what these guys signed up for. I guess is the way to say it. They didn't sign up to play for Kalen DeBoer, and Kalen DeBoer is a great coach, and he's gonna he'll do fine at Alabama. But a lot of these guys wanted to say, "Hey, I was developed by the goat, and now he's gone." And in the case of Caleb Downs, your position coach is gone. So it's it's just it totally changes the calculus for so many of these guys, especially in 2025, where you've got so much time to continue to evaluate your options, feel things out, and uh, and make the best decision for you. And this is the reason why you didn't want to follow Nick Saban as head coach at Alabama, mm-hmm. because uh, no matter what Kalen DeBoer does next year, with with the roster that he's losing uh, through the portal, he's not going to be successful. Just, even if he goes ten and two, he's going to be the one to blame. If he goes nine and three. Just imagine if he goes eight and four, seven and five. 
he's on the hot seat after year one when he had it when he was just coasting at Washington. So I think it's uh you, you just don't it's hard being that guy right behind Saban, and it just shows how much tradition Saban's name, um, you know, carried on the recruiting trail. It wasn't necessarily Alabama. Alabama's getting the you know love for it, but it's Nick Saban, uh, and, it, and it's kind of showing this. Nick Saban's uh, name carried a lot of weight, and so does Kirby Smarts. Well, in the wake of the retirement, you saw so many recruits post that that famous picture of. of- of meeting with Saban in his office and he's got that painting of, I think Mark Ingram on it. Like people were posting it like he had, had died or something. And it, that is just such a hallmark moment for so many of these kids is man, I, I talked to Nick Saban in his office and like, it's the same, it's the same picture over and over and over again. And like you said, Trent, the, the Saban mystique or R or whatever, it's carried so much power for, I don't know, 10 years or, or whatever, since that dynasty really started going 15 years. And now all that is, is, is gone now. And it's like you said, it, it sucks for Kalen DeBoer because he's, again, he's a good coach. He's done really well everywhere he's been to get to where he is now, but it's, it's just an impossible, impossible situation to follow. It really is. He's used to having like a 98 ranked defense anyway. So he'll be on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lance, you mentioned French. Yeah. Just out there. Oh, and uh, your story about uh, Gibson. Yeah. I mean, uh, for, I mean, front didn't Kirby visited French, correct? Mm-hmm. There's so many. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, and he showed up in a timely manner. Um, and I who, mean, just who, talk, who's French for people that don't follow that closely? French, I believe I would have, I mean, I've been, he's a say he's a safety or cornerback defensive back. Sorry. I'm going to pull up his profile. But he's out. Okay, so he's out of Mandarin. Sorry, I've, I've been up in up to my eyes and all this. Yeah, he's the kid out of Mandarin who, you know, he's developed, you know, a great relationship with, uh, you know, Kirby Smart over the last couple of years, and he also played at the same high school that uh, Carson Beck play played at. So, I mean, there's that connection there. And you know, when Jed and I were kind of talking to him, just you know, going back and reading both of the messages, he was kind of telling us the same thing that. Uh, you know, he was recruited by Dante Williams a couple of years ago, and he was also committed, and he was also recruited by uh, Travars Robinson. And then wow. you look, and then you look, and he, you know, he decommits, and you know, now he's, uh, you know, now he's, you know, trending more this way. Yeah, and this was a guy I talked to at IMG Academy last year when I went down to uh, last summer when I went down to the junior um, thing, and um, you know, he he mentioned Georgia being in his top five. Then he committed to Alabama about two weeks after that uh, IMG trip, and but Georgia was in his top mix there. But he was just now getting to know Georgia. He was not as familiar with Georgia, and uh, you know, being in that top five back then, that was back in uh, June or July, um, and now having two guys that he's familiar with on staff. Uh, it becomes a lot more appealing, uh, you know, having those relationships. And you know, we've talked about it. Uh, relationships are everything. Uh, just, yeah. just look at what happened and look look at what's happening in college football right now, and it's it's everything. And so, um, it, he's gonna be he's gonna be one of Georgia's top priorities at wide receiver. He's really really good. I mean, that kid's good. I was getting, yeah. I was getting him mixed up with with another player, but I mean, it's still the same. It's still the same, you know, type thing. I was. I would. I was. Uh, I interviewed Chris Ewald Jr. and Jed and I both. That's right. As well, and you know he's another 2025 DB, and you know he said the same thing about Coach Robinson 
And, uh, you know, this kid, you know, this kid's legit too. He's a, we've got him as a four star. Um, just decommitted from Michigan. Yeah. Out of shock. Like he was, he was Michigan when you, when you interviewed him, he was committed. He visits over the weekend and then yeah. you write your story the next day. He's, I'm, he's decommitted just like uh, Mason Short did. My point, like, I don't mean to like get too excited, but I'm saying, yeah. Kirby's like, oh, hey, your coach may be gone somewhere. Come play here. Decommit. Look around. French decommits. Yeah. Zion Reed decommits. They've, they're losing mm -hmm. tons of people. And Kirby's just showing up at their schools the next day going. Yeah. When you talk I, to I, a lot of these guys and you ask them about Kirby Smart, a lot of them say, yeah, you know, Coach Kirby, Coach Kirby's not going anywhere. And I think with Alabama, there was always, I think Saban said this, people, Coach parents and recruits are asking, are you going to be here in three years, five years? And it was getting harder and harder for him to answer that. Yeah. Just honestly and say, yeah, I'm for sure going to be here. And I don't know what the future holds for Kirby. It's, it's, I don't know if he's going to coach four years or 40 years, but I think it's, it's easy for him to tell families, look, I'm at my alma mater. I built this into arguably the best program in college football. I've won two national championships already. Why would I go anywhere else? If, if I go anywhere else, it's going to be, you know, retirement and fishing and golfing or whatever, you know? So it's, it's a different ability to sell stability, I guess, in Athens right now. Yeah. I mean, I've spent, I've spent some time. I mentioned the Kevin Wynn kid on the board out of green County. I I've known, I've known him and his coach for the last few years. I cover them from a newspaper. I actually spoke to him in person after speaking him, Tim on the phone. Um, and, uh, you know, Kirby Kirby was up there in Greensboro. He, you know, he's real familiar with the area. He got a lake house on Lake Oconee, but, uh, you know, right in Kevin's hometown. But I was like, man, just how was that visit? And that day, like other – like several other D1 coaches have been there. I think Norvell was there that day. Lincoln Riley was there the next day. But he was like, dude, this was the cool – is one of the coolest things, uh, you know, seeing him land on that, uh, you know, their, their field and see the helicopter. And then, you know, it's – he was like, he was like, it's kind of like the president, you know, walking up to you and stuff like that. When you see the videos, whenever the president lands on the South Lawn, just walking up to you and, you know, with a security and then, you know, comes and shakes your hand. And, you know, he said that that was one of the coolest feelings, you know, he's ever, he's ever had. I mean, I'm sure we can get into a lot more of the specifics yeah. here. I want to touch on uh, Trent's future cast. And I think this is pretty big. Uh, Elijah Griffin. That's a pretty big one there. Uh, Mason yeah. Short, like I said, was committed to Alabama. He just recently decommitted, uh, like, you know, the next day or the same day Kirby Smart is visiting him. Uh, Trent, you got him predicted to Georgia. You got Isaiah Gibson predicted to Georgia, which would be a big gift. We have a story about him on the front page of UGSports.com right now talking about how Georgia's at the top of his list. And then again, Cortez Smith, also a big possibility. So, you, you, Trent, you're throwing your weight around saying, uh, making those predictions. Well, I, I mean, I, I would have made the prediction on Mason Short before all this happened. I think, um, I, you know, I think he was leaning. He, he's visited Georgia so many times. And yeah. um, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I have a feeling that he was going to uh, decommit from Alabama anyways. But and I think that with the Nick Saban news, it just kind of, uh, you know, sped things up a little bit. And um, I, I, don't, I don't think there's any school that's cool. sitting in a better position than Georgia right now for short. You know, Isaiah Gibson, he visited last weekend and he, he told me that, um, you know, sitting in a, a, you know, I've come to find out in this, uh, on this past visit that they put all these kids in positional meetings and, uh, you know, broke down film and, um, you know, they compared, I said, what well, any, did they compare you to anybody? And he said, Uzo Derive compared me to Miles Garrett. 
And I just kind of, you know, that, I was like, <laughs> that's impressive. I mean, <laughs> Damn. Uh, but, but yeah, Isaiah Gibson is, is, uh, he, he told me that Georgia is at the top of his list and he's ready to start, um, you know, break it down. I said, you, you got any more visits planned? He said, well, I'm supposed to visit Florida this week, but I'm not going to take that visit. And then he, he's going to take an official visit to Georgia in the spring. So um, I think if Georgia, you know, presses here, they're going to be, they're in great shape there. And then Cortez Smith, I think Georgia's been in a great position uh, for a while for him. I think he's built a great relationship with, uh, you know, Georgia staff and, um, you know, at, at Georgia, uh, you know, trying to get some more of those offensive guards after taking all them tackles last class. And I think, you know, I think Georgia set well for him uh, for several months, but I just you know, put one in. Then yeah, um, Elijah Griffin, I, you know, I didn't touch on him. That was back in November that I put his in. But, um, but I think Georgia's been the team to beat there for for a long time. And you don't see that a lot of times with, with guys that are so high on the list uh, or so highly rated, I guess you say, um, a, a team trying to stand out. But it's just uh, unlike some other players that we've covered in the past that we said, he just looks like he finds a way to, to not go to Georgia or not visit Georgia. It seems like he just finds ways to get to Georgia or to visit Georgia. And uh, it's kind of like we talked about with K.J. Bolden last year. Uh, I don't see any way that he doesn't go to Georgia. And at the end of the day, he did, uh, you know, based on his relationship. But he's another guy that it would be – it's going to be hard to, to knock Georgia out. Yeah, we got an update with him from um, Jed. And I like where even though Kirby Smart's uh, in a room full of top players, I mean, he's got – it was a junior day. All these kids are there. Uh, some of the best players in the nation, and Kirby Smart gets up in front of him. And Elijah Griffin repeated this, said verbatim, said, uh, if you've got options, we've got options too. If you don't want to come here and work, then don't come here. I mean, basically, at, to me, that's an ultimatum. I put, I, I, I use the word ultimatum in the headline, and some people said, oh, that's not an ultimatum. It, it damn sure is an ultimatum. It's come here, don't come here if you don't want to work. Okay, if it's not an ultimatum, it's a threat or it's a promise. So, uh, Kirby's out there just beating his chest saying, look, you know, we've got a ton of options without Saban in the picture. That's a big one. That's, that's pretty big. And, um, we're gonna wrap up the show here pretty quick, but I want to go back to, uh, the, uh, there's been a lot of people who joined midway through and they missed the folks. If you joined and we were, you saw, I said 39 minutes or 40 minutes, the first 45 minutes of the show are about Caleb Downs. And I want to go back and, uh, kind of gift wrap it, if you will, with uh, the show. Jed put together a good story. There's basically everything that Caleb Downs had said about Georgia over the past few years. And if you go back and read through and you read all his comments going back to 2020, 2021, 2022, spring 22, uh, July, I mean, it just all the stuff that happened, that is a relationship that Georgia worked as very hard. They came close. And because they didn't burn any bridges, they didn't um, uh, say anything nasty. Just like when KJ Bolden picked FSU and Kirby Smart sent him that paragraph talking about how I'm not mad at you. We're always here for you. We're going to keep recruiting you. Kirby Smart sees him after the SEC championship game, sees Caleb Downs, goes up and hugs him. Also saw T-Rob too. Yeah. Dabbed him up. Well, Both of them are going to be here. I'm telling people saying, "Did you make your predictions?" Uh, yeah, I predict. I went. I predicted that this morning at UGSports.com that uh, Caleb Downs will be a Georgia Bulldog in the next 24 hours. Uh, 
He had a good relationship with T-Rob. T-Rob was looking for a job because Nick Saban's leaving. Kirby Smart's able to hire T-Rob. Will Muschamp um, steps back to a defensive analyst role. Alabama comes back after T-Rob to be the defensive coordinator. He says, no, I'm going to stick with Kirby. Um, a lot of people are trying to get Caleb Downs. He's going to wind up at Georgia. Um, Elijah Griffin, as you say, I could see him getting there. Hell, uh, Juju Lewis. He, when he committed to USC, everyone thought, it's over. It's over. It's completely over. Hell, Juju Lewis is probably going to be at Georgia. It's Well, and, and would you – I've seen people say that clip after the SEC championship of Kirby's, he gives Downs a hug. Like, oh, this is – Clearly tampering, and, and Kirby knew what was going to happen. It's 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 not tampering. It's it's like you said. It's maintaining those. Like Kirby does that all the time. He, he yeah. He's all, and for that matter, so do a lot of of Georgia's coaches. They they talk to, they they, they see the guys that went to South Carolina or Florida or whoever, and and just say what's up to them after the game. They don't make a, a whole recruiting pitch. They say, hey, good to see you. How's your family? Because they get to know these kids so well through their recruitments, especially a guy like Caleb Downs, who Georgia recruited for for a year, two or three years. So this is why you do that. This it's is funny, why. It's funny how right. they say that, that that one moment right there is tampering when Caleb Downs and Justice Haynes are in Athens about uh, ten days before yeah. Christmas and yeah. uh, spending the weekend with players. <laughs> I mean, it's. The maintaining relationships is just it's so much more important now than ever because yeah. you you don't know for sure, but you know if a kid signs with whatever school, you're like, there is a non-zero chance that I'm gonna have to recruit this kid again. And so that's why you don't you don't burn those relationships all the way till they sign. And you know, in this case for Georgia, it it looks like it's got a pretty good chance of paying off. And with that, we will uh, leave the show. We'll, let's try to get back next Monday. If the <laughs> if we could have one day off or a day to kind of catch up on it, uh, maybe we'll, we'll be back next Monday. But stay tuned. Follow us at uh, on this YouTube channel. Follow us on this Facebook page and follow us on these Twitter channels that, we, that you watch. I see a lot of people watching us on Twitter. I see a lot of people watching us on uh, the Facebook and YouTube. Uh, if we have a schedule change, we will mention it there. But ideally, we will be back next Monday at 8.30. There's a lot of updates that we didn't get to touch on, a lot of questions. But I get it. I understand it's all kind of built up uh, around the Caleb Downs news, potential other transfer news, because he's, he's worth it. I mean, if you go to Alabama and you're the first freshman to lead them in tackles since 1970, you're the first uh, guy to have, you know, have 107 tackles, uh, you know, for some first freshman to do that in 50 plus years, that's pretty damn impressive. And if he can, if you can get an all American of that caliber that Kirby smart wanted Kirby smart fought so hard for KJ Bolden because he missed out on Caleb Downs. He wasn't going to let it happen twice. And now you're able to rectify the original sin, if you will, it's big. It's worth, we'll, we will do a reaction show when he announces. So if he announces here in the next 20 minutes, we'll be right back on here talking about it. But it's definitely worth it. And next Monday, we will have a lot more to talk about some of the other guys that Georgia's trying to add to this 2025-2026 class. Now, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if by then we have a 2027 one. And there will also probably be some uh, coaching stuff to talk about. Because each one of these positions that opens up, uh, you're going to hear a lot of Georgia coaches being named as possible candidates. So uh, we'll have a lot to talk about next Monday. And uh, we'll see you then. Take care. Take care.